Disclaimer, the following program features language not suitable for all audiences, and the expressed opinions found within this program are a reflection of those who feature on the Pop Culture Effect podcast. Welcome to the Pop Culture Effect. I'm Rockin' Rob, and on this show, I bring my closest friends together to talk about all of the news happening in our pop culture world around us. So I, I am, I'm here today, joined by all of my lovely, lovely friends. I'm here with Menace. Hello. I am here with Gemini. Hello. I am here with Blaze. Sorry, hi. My, uh, I, I accidentally popped up a video and it just blew out my headset for a second there. I'm, I'm gonna keep that in. And we're joined with, <laughs> by, we're joined by Angel. All right, that's sorry, two for two. Let's go. Well, sorry, somebody came in. It's okay. We are, we are joined by Angel. Heyo. All right. Now, this is gonna be an interesting recording as uh, we have a double recording and we're late. We're a disaster. You know what is a disaster? An opening for a certain movie, Blaze. Yeah, so the Blue Beetle movie's been out. The reviews for it are pretty good. Uh, Tomato Meter gave it a 78. I would have expected it to go a little higher, um, but 78% still good. But the audience scoring is giving it a 92, which definitely shows the audience is in love with the movie. I. I feel so bad because I cannot, I'm sorry, I cannot pronounce. What is, how do you pronounce this guy's name? Z- <laughs> Throw it into Google Translate, my guy. Zolo Merendino. No, that's definitely not. All right, all right Trin, Trin, it's up to us. It's up to us to say it. All right, what's the old. name? Zolo Maradona. Oh my God. Who, who is this, the, the actor for who? Jaime Reyes in Blue Beetle. Jaime Reyes in Blue Beetle. Of Lopez is in this movie. Oh, you know, great. He is amazing oh, in it. Zolo Maridueña. Okay. There you go. We got but, it. Uh, he is also one of the main character, one of the main actors in uh, Cobra Kai as well. So it was really interesting to see him go from a Netflix series to a big hit movie like Blue Wait Beetle. a minute. Cobra yep, Kai. It, yep, it's the uh it's it's the kid from uh Cobra Kai. Hey. Never die when you're in Cobra Kai. That's not what they say. The movie, I watched it and I loved it. Uh, I loved um, him as Henry Reyes. I loved George Lopez as the fun, crazy, like, garage tech-savvy Uncle Rudy. I just don't like him. I just don't like George Lopez as a person. That's why I'm upset. I'm really excited. that's another story. I'm really excited for Blue Beetle because I've, like, he's one of my favorite DC characters. I've always loved Jaime Reyes. Like, Ted Kord was never really my Blue Beetle, but I don't know. I just hope they introduce Booster Gold in the franchise at some point. He was the tech guy. He He was meant to be the tech side of blue beetle i know but he's not the blue beetle you know what i mean it's like it's like saying um the blue beetle okay they do reference ted cord a lot in this movie too by the way mm. so for those that are fans really? of the of one of, of some one of the older blue beetle characters ted cord is referenced in this movie let's go that's one step um, away from Booster what's the runtime the movie runs it was yeah it's just over two hours how would you compare this Jaime to the comics I think it's a really good adaptation to the comics. I'd say pretty spot on. The actor did a really good job portraying him, and the story they did for it, I think, was really good and true to the comics for the most part. I also really loved, too, that, I mean, I can't really speak much because I'm not Mexican, but I think it did a great representation showing off Mexican families and then just how they are living, trying to live in America, and also just 
great representation of of a great Mexican superhero for the first time in a long time. Because I correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think we've ever had any like big uh, Mexican superheroes on film before not this. That, not that I can remember. As a solo debut, not including the second Black Panther movie, uh, we have not, as far as I can think of, yeah. as a Mexican lead, as, uh, anyways. Other than, like, well, games and stuff, not, like, movies. But here's right. the real question. This is the first one leading into James Gunn's version of the DCEU now, so I think it was a good start to seeing how it's gonna go. I know the next one's gonna be the Superman Legacy. This one, I think they were already in the works of doing it before James Gunn took over, so this one's kind of like that in-between where they fit it in his world, but it was already kind of in the works or at least talked about beforehand. So Superman Legacy is going to be the first one that's actually going to be one of James Gunn's uh, full-on um, films that he starts with for the, his version of the universe. Imagine if he inevitably just cast Henry Cavill. <laughs> that would be funny, back. but I don't know if Henry Cavill would want to come back to DC with how many times he's been pulled back and pushed aside. Yeah, no, Henry, Henry Cavill's gone. Like a, he's done with them. Henry Cavill has just done. not had the best time as of late with, with creative endeavors. I don't give a f- in my he opinion, Warhammer been... movie coming out. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for that. The Warhammer movie. On. He is true. such a Warhammer nerd. It made so much sense for him to be the main character in it. He I can't wait. He will, he will die on that hill. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to see him make it one for one to the lore. Yeah, it's gonna be That's what it's supposed to be. He he had a fight against directors of Witcher to mm-hmm. get them to follow it for so many seasons before mm-hmm. they before he decided to leave because they wouldn't listen to him anymore. They fired him. Um, they him back. Then he left because he, you know whatever thing was going on but anyway going back to blue beetle though i think my favorite scene which was in the trailer is when Jaime um basically summons cloud's buster sword another thing i've been looking at is comparing to other you know hero movies involving family members hero movies with family members either these get forgotten about they're just there as set pieces or they have some oh MacGuffin oh family member did this and then ooh this happened but what I've been hearing about for Blue Beetle is that each family member has a purpose they actually had a purpose and throughout the movie they definitely do I love my two favorite characters are definitely Jaime's I there are they all really have their good spotlight moments but I really love Jaime's father in the movie and then his grandma has some very surprising points in this spotlight points in this movie which were both hilarious and badass at the same time well I'm glad you enjoyed the movie uh, I need to see that movie just because, like, I, I know the people kind of gave it a bad rap at first, but I, I think it's a good step forward, especially, and it might just be my rose-colored glasses with being a fan of Blue Beetle. I hope his career goes well with the, the franchise going forward, because obviously they're going to make multiple Blue Beetle movies. Like, that's just a given. They need to actually they, grow some franchises. They definitely did um, do some teasers and hints at the end that could lead to more Blue Beetle films. I hope so. That'll be fun. And as always, Batman is a fascist. (laughs) But you know who isn't a fascist? Spider-Man. And what we have here is, for the very first time, we have a Spider-Man sidekick in Spider-Boy. Has anybody heard of Bailey Briggs? No. Nope. Not a clue. Alright. And neither does any other Spider-Person. So when we're talking about Bailey Briggs, the Spider-Boy, he 
was actually a character that was seemingly cut out of the main Marvel universe. In their latest crossover, it was basically seen that Bailey was erased from the spider totem by the totem dagger, which was used by an unknown spider, which was corrupted by Shathra, which was their latest enemy. And when Bailey Briggs was restored to the web of life, nobody was able to remember him. Now, uh, Spider-Boy was able to remember all of the countless adventures he had gone on with Peter Parker and Miles Morales, and they had this great comic book where they looked into the life of Bailey Briggs now that he's in a world where nobody knows who he is, and inevitably it gets to the point where Spider-Man hunts him down because he's like, I don't have a sidekick, I need to get to the bottom of this. And it, it's, it's a really interesting choice that they use because I kind of equate it to Wolverine's role in the House of M storyline for, for X-Men, where Peter acknowledged that it was weird that he didn't remember Bailey Briggs, and he he basically questioned his own perception of reality, and basically took Spider-Boy back on as his sidekick, and I'm just really intrigued to see the story, because I love when they do new things in comics, and, you know, a Spider-Man a Spider-Man sidekick has genuinely never happened before, so it's just it's really cool. Miles Morales? See. Okay, well, Miles was kind of his own he, Spider-Man. He was a different... What? Oh, Peter Parker? Yes, but he wasn't technically a side he wasn't technically a sidekick, he was his own Spider-Man. In some comics, Peter does die, so Miles take up the mantle because well, i was gonna say yeah that's that's what i was going at with that. yeah because miles's like, whole history is in that spider-man miles's universe yeah to... in miles's universe peter's dead so he was his own spider-man and then he met the other peter parker and learned the ropes from him yeah so if anything miles is his own version of spider-man whereas bailey briggs is genuinely just a fully brought up sidekick alongside him subset does kind of have a point in the sense where yeah he's not a traditional sidekick like robin is a sidekick to back Batman, but he is a sidekick in the sense where, as with Robin, eventually he grows up and he learns the ropes and he becomes his own his own hero and everything. And I I think that's what Subset is trying to say is that yeah, Miles does become his own thing, but for a time he is a sidekick to the alternate universe Spider-Man who shows him the ropes. I mean, yeah, he's not like you know at a like you know constant sidekick. It's just that's he learns the ropes. He's a sidekick for a little bit, but so he has a bit of a point. Just, just a little bit. Fair. I do agree. I do agree, but also in that same vein, he became Nightwing like that, when he like that all like that wasn't all, a sidekick anymore. Well, yeah, all the sidekicks. And Miles was Miles always Spider-Man. After. The thing is, Miles might be the, the only difference between like Robin and Batman and Spider-Man is that Spider-Man are living day by day, doing their own stuff, also defining well what's meaning to be Spider-Man, but they're also incorporating who they are to be Spider-Man. So Miles Morales is, yeah, he is his own Spider-Man, but he's still technically a sidekick because he still hasn't found the the meaning for him to be a true Spider-Man. Well, I mean, the sidekick has his own movie franchise, so make that make of that what you will. Like yeah, DC, now, DC now, gen- but when he first started off, like he was a sidekick. DC genuinely made the joke in their most recent Teen Titans Go movie where Robin <laughs> wanted a movie and everything got a movie. Like you do real like, like oh, I hope everybody me. knows that 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 Bat Car show, like that Bat Car kids show, is real. Like that's a real thing that happened. Yeah, I know. I will add. I think it's very 
interesting with like um this character like everyone's forgotten him and like they've done all this stuff with him and they just don't remember him anymore kind of reminds me of an x-men character that their literal mutant ability is that if you look away from them you forget they ever existed <laughs> The, their mutant name is called oh, Forget yeah. Me Not, and literally, if you, they have been through through every X Men comic, but uh, every big X Men event, they were there. But the moment you look away from them, you forget they existed. Yeah, the one thing I want to say about Spider Boy is I really appreciate his costume because it's a it's a stark difference to the regular Spider Man costume. So basically, he's got six eyes, four on the side of his head, and they they have this yellow tint of a lens which i think is really cool and the top half from his the from the top half of his shoulder down to his hands is blue but underneath that on the on the lower half it's red and it flows into the spider and the spider basically takes up half of his suit and i think it's just a really interesting design it's definitely a nice unique design and adds more blue to it than the red that usually takes over most of the costume. Right, because I feel like classic Spider-Man costumes were red and blue. Don't forget red and yellow. Red and yellow? When did he the Iron Man suit? Women? Oh yeah, the, the Iron Man suit. suit the Spider-Women, the first two Spider-Women that first appeared. Oh yeah, they did have a red and yellow yeah. design. God, yeah. guys, come I'm, on. Hey, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be okay. I'm looking forward to seeing if <laughs> Spider-Boy catches on as a character, you know, he might he might show up in the next Spider-Verse movie. Do Spider-Family? Like, yeah, get, get his own. There already is a Spider-Family? I do know, going back to movie talk, though, that one of the next well, one of the next Marvel films coming out within the next few years is going to be the female Spider-Woman, um, Silk. Ooh, yeah, I heard about that. Finally seeing Silk, Silk on the screen. I, I appreciated her character. The only problem the... is if they have Peter on the screen as well, because that can get really intense. Well, I think Which Silk one? is going to be in the MCU, or at least the version of it with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. But yeah, um, Bailey Briggs, he's going to be a great character. I think overall he's going to bring a lot to the Spider-Man mythos because I feel like at this point they've pretty much done everything they can do. And who knows what his inclusion will be, whether there's like any internal leaks about uh, potential involvement with other like video game franchises or any any other like properties that they want to introduce this character into kind of bolster his uh initial interest in fans eyes you're listening to the pop culture effect on cjsw but the one thing that i know will definitely intrigue a lot of people's uh interest is this leak about a slime rancher movie so gemini why don't you take us through that well if you are familiar with monomi park's uh game slime rancher it was one one of the highest rated games on Steam, um, especially, and I think across all platforms, because it was on all platforms back in 2016. Um, it's just a, you know, a cute little game where you go around, um, you play as a woman, Beatrix LeBeau, on this like alien planet, and you just kind of collect slimes and sell their plorts, is what it's called in the game for like currency <laughs> and everything. It's just, it's a cutesy little game. But anyway, um, the game was really, really su successful. It's, it, um, you know, has a sequel now that released last, a year ago, actually, soon 
soon in September of 2022. But because of its huge success, the creators, Monomi Park, have partnered with Story Kitchen for a possible movie, and um, which was founded uh, with video games in mind, such as um, the John Wick creator, Derek Kolstad, Sonic the Hedgehog producer, Dimitri M. Johnson, and former APA agent, Mike Goldberg. Uh, there are no details yet as to what the movie is going to be about, let alone when it's even going to be released. It's kind of expected, you know, the game already has a named protagonist who has a look and everything, you know, it, it has a story to it and everything. It's more kind of based off of like notes you find of the previous individual who was a slime rancher on this planet and everything. But, you know, they have released no information due to the fact that I think this is a very recent partnering that the studios are doing together. But I'm rather excited because I I really loved Slime Rancher. Um, it was such a fun game. I haven't played the sequel yet, but that's because it is still in early access and I would rather play it when it's fully released and experience it all in one go versus, you know, playing it a bit, getting so far and then having to replay it again with each update. It, that I'm not a big fan of doing that too often. So yeah, we don't have much information on when it will be released, but it does seem like the rumor is for the most part true because the co-founder of Monomi Park, Nick Popovich, said he is rather excited about this partnering and a potential movie coming to light, but it does seem that, you know, Story Kitchen is rather more focused on other film and TV adaptations of other games, which I did find in this little bit. They did kind of say which ones, which uh, looks like they will also probably be doing. Streets of Rage, Sifu, Splinter Cell, Toe Jam and Earl, and Tomb Raider, which I thought they've already made enough Tomb Raider movies, so that one I'm a little not too sure about. Well, did it, <laughs> it, it depends Lee, because they, this reboot was supposed to be a set trilogy, and I think this is the third game in that trilogy that's supposed to be coming out. Okay, well, if, regardless, if it looks like they have a team together that, you know, worked on John Wick, Sonic the Hedgehog, and everything, mm -hmm. I mean, it's possible that it could be a pretty decent movie. Again, I, there's no information. It could be an animated movie. They could go live action with how I far. Um, I do, too, because they could be able to make, they could replicate how cute the slimes do look, because the game does have, like, a very cutesy um, style to it, like, stylistic like look. And I feel like trying to make that live action, they could do it with how far like computer generated graphics have come and everything i'm sure they could manage to still make them look cute in a live action setting but i definitely feel like just with the environment and feel of the game it's probably better off as an animated movie versus a live action but control every element when, when you're dealing with a live action setting like it's gonna look really wonky when your live action human is just in a green screen space surrounded by computer generated objects yeah because you know when they do that yeah it is very it is very possible to do that with computer generated live action stuff but i know it's probably gonna look very wonky in certain parts because you know the person who is going to more than likely be beatrix or whoever the main character will be they could even attempt to do like a prequel movie and what happened you know before the game of um slime rancher you know again no information has been released yet but um it could be something like that it could be, you know, completely different character in a different part of the world because she is on an alien planet. So, you know, no idea what they're going to do. But um, I really enjoyed the game. So I'm rather excited for this movie. Um, if it does follow through, it because of how early it is, they probably haven't even made it to like the basics of movie making yet in this project. So it could get released in a couple years, might be a while, or it could get stuck in, you know. Development hell. Yeah, it could get stuck in development hell. It's hard to say really, but... If you really like slime
slime rancher, you know, there's a movie hopefully on its way eventually. Said I low-key got addicted to slime ranch. I did too. See, and for me, I never played it, and even I can really appreciate the animation style and the overall, like, look of the game, and I think it would really translate well to a movie. Oh, definitely. I could see them doing something with, like, with the muck, uh, which is, like, the enemy you face in the game. Yeah, because that could, that's how I could see, like, a plot going of, like, you know, maybe um, the muck is getting out of control and it needs, like, they need to find the cause or the source of where all this muck is coming from. That's why, you know, it's hard to say what they'll do if they'll follow the exact story of the original Slime Rancher, if they'll make a new story, if they'll even do, like, a prequel, because, like I said, the story, like, how you figure out the story of Slime Rancher is these little notes left behind by the previous person who was there, you know? So maybe they could do a movie explaining kind of his story. I think it was, I think it was, like, this old man or something. You, You don't really see who it is. It's just notes that are left behind. But, like, they could do something like that and everything. So I think, I think it's gonna be a very interesting thing to keep an eye out and a potential gem for the silver Uh, screen. What slime would you like to see the most? Which slime do you like to see the most on screen? Oh, goodness. There were so many slimes that I thought were really cute. I really hope that they show, like, I really hope that they will show how, like, um, there can be, like, variants of the slime where you could, like, combine them in a sense. Mm. Um, But I really, really hope that they show the gordos, which are, like, the really big giga fat slimes that just sit there. (laughs) (laughs) Where's my dragon prince slime? (laughs) I can see them doing, like, like, a cat gordo. I I know i hope they do too like of the cat slime or even um i think there was uh oh it was kind of like it was it the tanukis it was something where it was like a feral cat like slime that one was really cute too oh, i don't there remember was, its they name have a raccoon one in the in number two and say so i haven't played it yet because i want to wait till it's out of early access but i've been tempted to download it i'll admit it's it's every time i scroll past it it's like play me and i'm like no not yet i have to wait see and the fact that the this movie is coming from a ga- from a video game essentially i would love if they implemented like teases or or even an arg in slime rancher to kind of tease the movie and to like give people a way to experience it before the release date or before the trailer comes out? I guess it depends on how long it will take for by the time they get to that point of the movie versus how long it will take Slime Rancher 2 to be completed. I always thought Slime Rancher yeah. 2 just came out. It's in early access right no, now. It's, it's not completed. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. That's yes. why I said I haven't played it yet. No, I was going to say, but that could be like an interesting little thing of like, you know, when they do updates or whatever, they put in like a little nod to the movie or whatever, but it would all depend on how far along they are with both projects. when they come around to that point, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, going from the potential movie of the Slime Ranchers, we're gonna, we're going to move into gaming news, but right before that, I need to ask this question because uh, Subset and I were talking about this earlier and I just need him to talk about it because there's this trend going around with the original Total Drama Island cast and uh, Subset, please take us through the journey of Island of Slaughter. It's actually called the Island of the Slaughtered. But yes, it's this is a recent thing that popped up on TikTok not too long ago, and it's just been gaining traction ever since. And what you mentioned, yeah, it started off with the first cast of an old animated TV show from Cartoon Network called Total Drama Island. Look at this trend. Somebody decided to make a little story, a little AU of what happened during the first season involving the first contestants of the show. It preludes to another episode when a serial killer escaped prison and was loose on the island. 
so the we're trying to make a little game out of it but until and near the end of the episode they found out yes there was an actual serial killer on the island and nobody was severely hurt just terrified surprised and a bit confused near the end but with this au that somebody started it somebody made pictures you know pictures of the characters that died and they made a story what instead what happened following the first season the serial killer ended up on the island they knew and slowly one by one some of the campers ended up murdered and then eventually chris was one of the murdered when he went back how it went down chris mclean the host of the show left them for dead on the island while they tried to hide and try to escape yeah, that seems the killer like, within the island. That seems like something Chris would do. I hate how they recasted him, by the way. I'm sorry. Oh, his voice? But... Yes. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> yeah. upset. Uh, real quick, I am still reeling over the fact that you had to preface that Total Drama Island was an old show because I remember watching that as a kid and you just yeah. slapped me in the face with how old I'm getting. Yeah. Because, yeah, that show did come out in, like, what, the early, mid-2000s or whatever? See, because like I like when I think of Total Drama Island, I think of the new seasons. But like back in the day, the OG. See, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a quick fact check right now. I was gonna say nah. I don't think of the new seasons. I think of the OG, like you know the original cast, the original show. Like I don't think of the what did they have like two, three, like three. Because I remember yeah they had the original, then they had a second one where it was like Total Drama Action or whatever. Uh, they had they went, where they went around the world, and then they had another one where it was a reboot, and then they had another one where there were babies. Yeah, that oh, was the cool. most recent one that I. I heard about i watched like well, an episode that one... of that because like my nephews had it on and i'm like what the <laughs> f- is this shit well oh, by it's the not way really a reboot it's a it's a mixture it's an old own little universe because also involving some characters from another show called 16. Oh my god, Whoa. I remember that. I actually cool. really enjoyed that, not gonna lie. Glorious. I really enjoyed 16. 16 that that was Island. a good show. I gotta check this out. But uh, oh by the way, just to just to before we before I give it back to Angel for his for his uh slaughter of the islands, Total Drama Islands first season came out in two thousand and seven. Me. Holy mm-hmm. shit. I was nine years old, baby. Yeah. I need to do a quick math to see how old I was. I was like... 10 when that first aired. Holy shit. Oh, we're yeah, all man. old. We're all aging. It never ends. Aging never ends. Oh my God. I was 10 years old too. Help. God help me. <laughs> Holy shit. God help me. We were all children when this show came out. And look at Holy. us now. We're doing a brain dead podcast. Anyway, with the island slaughtered, uh, half of the contestants, if I remembered, or an odd number of contestants, were murdered. Specific characters were murdered throughout this little snippet. It all started. It is only on like like art that the creator did of the deceased and wrote a little tidbit on what happened and how did they got there, how they were found by the killer and etc. And ever since, people has just been added on, adding on, adding on, and. To to a point that it became like one of the top trends on TikTok as far as far as I can see. Slowly reviving a one Ted fandom, seeing that not a lot has happened until recent years. So much so it's actually it made me re-watching the show again, which has been a nice time and it reminds me of a some something so simplistic during my childhood, which I should definitely should not be seeing because I remember that show earned its rating during the time. <laughs> the only problem that I have with it is that Netflix have the censored version. And yes, Total Drama Island has two versions, the censored and the uncensored. And luckily Wait. for me, I was able to, Caution Network 
released the uncensored version when they first aired. Are you talking about like one of the ending scenes with Heather? Yeah, because I think I think Heather got her top ripped off in one episode. Yeah, I was one say, episode. That's exactly what you're talking about, right? And some scenes they cut Please. out when they curse, like like one in the first episode, dead ass. They cut out when one of them said, "Oh shit." You're reminding me. I think um, the reason why like 16 ended up like I think that show got like canceled. Um, not in like you know the traditional way that we're mm-hmm. the modern way of canceled but um you know anyway uh yeah like i'm pretty sure because they were kind of pushing the boundaries with that because i remember there were multiple scenes where like they subtly implied things that were not meant for cartoon network i mean and i'm hell, pretty that, sure that's what killed the show that show should have been an adult sim because there was literally scenes where they were like some of the dudes in it were like in the air locked the air shafts basically watching like the dressing rooms as they fall in on the girls while they're practically naked during it Dude. yeah and like i recall oh. like i think there was um i think there was like one scene something to do with like i think they're on the phone and like it was like, was it the like skater blonde dude and the blonde like the dumb blonde chick i don't remember this is such an eldritch memory but like yeah i do remember that there were some like subtly uh, bombastic side eye looking episodes for cartoon network and yeah that show sadly didn't last long, but it so was good. Re- it was i i actually liked that more than total drama island i remember watching it every time it was on i really liked it the characters were really good like i it was really it was a really good show in my opinion i love total drama island like the first season by far was the best um i love chris mclean i love chef i love total drama this is the first season if you guys want to check the discord chat i found a cursed image Oh my god, no. Get that out of here. Christ, no. Blurst, blurst. It is, it is the and funny thing is, color 16, Total Drama Island, and another show you guys remember called Surf, where it was on a resort. Wait, what was, what, okay, what's this it, crossover was you're talking about? Because I'm trying to find it, was, it, and I can't find it. Oh yeah, Rama. There, it's, uh, it's just Chef and Chris, mostly Chef, running a daycare, and that daycare has uh, certain characters from different seasons of Total Drama island and characters from 16 interacting within that as kids which is really funny because you see certain contestants from total drama island interacting wait and it's yeah just, it's what wait, wait wait hold on it wasn't called surf Stoke stuff Canadian. that was the movie with the penguins this was called stoked stoked there it is yeah ah. there it is yeah i remember that, that. lasted like one season they planned to do more but it wasn't really popular style. they should have done like a giant triple crossover between these shows Stoke aside Canadian. from like baby baby <laughs> show <laughs> I think my favorite character from any of the seasons of Total Drama Island probably have to be Mike, the one with the split personality disorder. Hey, right? Hey. Oh, I loved Mike. Mike was great. Best man right there. Favorite yeah. character, dude. I'm so stuck on so many of them because so many of them were f***ing great. How far into this trend have people gone for the for the slaughter of the of the? As the, far as I know, not far because the story goes that after the, some of the contestants have been killed, there are survivors from this the slaughter. And people are been adding on different head cannons of how the survivor contestants have been dealing with the loss and the trauma that happened on the island because they're also because some of the deaths references some cues or some things from the show itself specifically on one of the girls deaths one of the one of the episodes which i just saw earlier courtney and duncan two of the other contestants said when they were separated from them when they were asked what happened to your two teammates courtney said oh they probably got eaten by wolves that tidbit was used to basically inspire 
uh, Sadie, if I remember, that's the one who perished in that death because she was eaten by wolves. She was ha hanged out and eaten by a wolf while her best friend watched. Granted, nothing visually. There was just an artwork of the aftermath. That's it. So some of these deaths are referencing certain things that happened throughout the season in the show. And if you're a fan, you might catch something. And ever since then, they've been adding in little head cannons on what they were doing and or also on the people who died. Also adding in those head cannons and adding a little extra layer of mystery. This whole AU literally has just been building and building and building. And a lot of people are having a lot of fun with it. It's very stark because as far as I could tell, this is like one of the more darker tones for an AU that happened to one of the most lighter tone shows that in my opinion have been made. I mean I'm glad that TV shows that old can still have that kind of like fan dedication where people will go out of their way to make their own projects for it. Yeah like this the thing is if I remember when I was looking through the creator of this was 14 of this AU. Are you serious? Yes if I uh, I can probably look more into it but this is what I've been found from the first person who posted the AU. It was like somebody who is 14 years old who created this AU. That's that's unbelievable. And ever since then, they've just been going off, that which is funny because I saw a little tidbit of a little thing called showing the creator of FNAF saying, oh, I created the most disturbing thing ever, or then the creator of, um, I, I forgot, but they were showing to people who created, like, uh, horrifying AUs or games and stuff like that, and then they showed this kid, like, oh, because they also showed their ages of when they created their concepts, while this kid created this concept at 14, and it's a really good concept because it has concrete deaths involving the characters on how they perish, but also referencing of certain things from the show. So it's, in my opinion, it's really thought out of, and I'm been enjoying how the fans old or new now seeing that it's been resurfacing with that new show the new season that came out and then this and honestly i hope this is just my personal hope at some point they may do a movie because there has been so many fan projects specifically one project that's been on uh, in the works for years and i think it's done now it's called oh, total I drama reunion where yeah. all the old contestants from the first season came back as a to testify against Chris McLean that they suffered and still are suffering from what he did to them years ago. Yep, I remember that. And a lot of people did enjoy it. Granted, there was gripes to it, which is, I'm not surprised, but for the most part, it was an enjoyable fan-made watch. And I hope I can see more AUs with not only just Total Drama Island, but other shows evolving into years to come. Even that little small opening of, you know, resurgence. But I I hope they make a movie either at some point in the future seeing all this hot topic or hell even make another long series as they if used they do, to if they do a movie i hope they actually have crossovers with 16 and stoked and bring that kind of full circle but yeah i really look forward to kind of the overall because you know it's stuff like this it's these grassroots fan movements like reunion and the au and all this other stuff that really gets companies to recognize the fan interest in IPs, which then brings them back. Who, other than the people who are a dedicated Proud Family fan, wanted a Proud Family, like, a, a new season of Proud Family? I was surprised they decided to bring back Proud Family. The only reason the Proud Family came back was because people wanted to watch it. But... And boy, has it been a fever dream. Right? Oh, man. 
Total Drama is literally a fever dream. You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. But moving on to the gaming news because it's literally been a fever dream with how much that has gone on over the past two weeks. Firstly, to, to, to get the gaming news underway, I think it's important to talk about a game called Zenless Zone Zone. It is extremely difficult to pronounce because you could just call it Triple Z. But this game, I need to preface you guys, this game is going to be my new favorite game because it is a combination It is a combination of a live time uh, battle RPG and the other half of the game is just a mini game collection. So it is literally Mario Party mixed with like like a, a hack and slash beat em up with like with with RPG elements and you can pick multiple characters and the art style is beautiful it looks amazing there's a wolf guy in there so you know furries they get their representation too you know I remember yeah, seeing it's... I remember seeing some like teaser videos of this a while back I was always interested in what it was from but I could never find out <laughs> you messed up the name it's Zenless Zone Zero I've literally known this game as Zenless Zone Z- Zone for the entirety of me knowing about this game I didn't wow, know it's, it's yes! from Zenless Zone Zero. I'm so dyslexic. Zenless Zone Zero is just my new favorite game. My new favorite game in a way where I can totally remember the name of my new favorite game. But yeah, this I'm so I'm super excited for this game. It, like there there was a giant amount of uh, gameplay that was featured at Gamescom, and yeah, this game was a lot under a lot of people's radars. I know one of the YouTubers I watched, um, Globeku, did a video on it, and that was actually the video that got me interested in listen in in checking out this game and like sure the character designs are really cool and the animation the attack animations are great but the thing i'm really excited for is that part you know i'm gonna go for those high scores in that in those arcade in, in those arcade missions like that's definitely gonna be me that's the only thing you're worried about in the game yeah yeah, I, I don't. I don't care about any. I don't even care if it's microtransaction. I just care about playing mini games from Mario Party. I shouldn't say Mario Party. It's more like genuine arcade games. Anyways, and the uh, wolf furry man that I know you're gonna thirst over. Hey. Hey, I'm not gonna be thirsting over it. Other people will be because that's just how the internet is. But... What about that other ca- this other character I find who's a little um concerning in looks? Hey, you know, like that's just that's just the creative intention of the creator. We can't judge them. Yes, we can. We can't judge them on the choices that they make in in creating their characters. Okay, I can because I do it for anime, and I'm a degenerate. That's a lot. There's, there's <laughs> degeneracy. Oh man. But yeah, going going from a going from a game that I'm extremely extremely excited about. I think it's important to talk about one of the most popular franchises that have been popping up. Gemini, you looked into Persona 3 Reload. What's going on with that, and what information has been provided? So, if you are familiar with the Persona series, it's been around for a while. With you know Persona 5, their more recent iteration, I'm pretty sure that one like kicked off like that was what really reignited the series for a lot of people it was even introduced people to the series for me i was introduced to the series through persona 3 which is a much older game 
and this was released on the PlayStation 2 back in, uh, haha, I'm gonna be honest, I don't know, let me do a quick check. If it was PS2, uh, it was probably, like, around 2005. 2006. Hey, so you were close. close. Yes, yeah, 2006, <laughs> um, Altus released Persona 3, and, um, now they are going to be remaking it called Persona 3 Reload, which is going to be, from what I have seen, it is a full remake. It's not even a remaster. This is a full 100% remake. I have seen a couple clips from the trailer and it looks very slick and like um, polished and pristine like how the newer Persona games look and they have even put a release date now which will be February 2nd of 2024 so I am excited. I am going to go full weeb next year. <laughs> um, isn't it, isn't it going on Game Pass too like they put all the other Persona games it, on it? Possibly. I'm not 100% sure. I do know it is already available to pre-purchase on Steam. Uh, if you are interested, you can already go to Steam and uh, pre-purchase it and everything. And I'm really glad that they are remaking this game because uh, in my opinion, it is, and granted, maybe this is my nostalgia hardcore kicking in, but I feel it it's is. the better. It is probably the best one. I played Persona 4 Golden. It was pretty good, but I didn't get that same feeling. I didn't touch five because I remember watching a little bit of them like this looks lame. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I just think Persona 3 like gripped my weeb heart and just ran with it. And I'm really excited that they are remaking this because I remember literally, I think six months ago, I had to hunt down a copy of this bad boy for the PS2 and it was pricey. Yeah, and a lot of the Persona games are getting up there, especially like they are. Persona 2 Revelation is like over $200. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, to get a copy of a lot of these older PlayStation oh, Persona. Yeah, it's expensive. They're like a lot of these old PS2 games. They're getting up there in price. Like it's ridiculous. Especially, yeah, like anything anime or horror related for PS2 era. Mm. Arm and a leg. Don't get me started on Rule of Rose. Don't get me started on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but yeah, so they are um, fully reworking it. I watched a bit of the trailer, and um, it looks like you know they've even like they've redone the art for the characters in the cutscene. Um, you know, because with Persona, they all they have the cutscene play, but then they also show like, you know, the little artwork of the character kind of portraying their emotion slightly. They've redone that. They've redone the cutscenes and everything. And it looks very well done because in playing the original, it was good, but it definitely was a product of its time, I will admit. And when I had found out that they were releasing them on Game Pass, I was excited. And then I saw that it was the PlayStation Portable port. And I was very upset because that's the worst version of the game. <laughs> I will um, say, though, I, I'm really excited for this one to get remastered or just completely redone. Because like you were saying earlier, Persona 5 is what got me into the Persona series. I loved that. Mm -hmm. I love the Striker sequel they did for it, and I'm starting to look into the older ones, but I really want to try 3 out with this new version that's coming. Oh yeah, definitely. I really think it's a good idea that they're redoing um, 3 because of the fact that, yeah, Persona 5 is what really kicked off the series with like newer people and probably what dragged back the old fans back into the series, because it was a pretty big jump from Persona 4 to Persona 5, because if I recall, I think Persona 4 was originally 
originally released on the... What was it originally released on? Let me double check here. Um, That was released in 2008. So then really? Persona... Yeah, Persona 4 was released in 2008, with Persona 5 being released in 2016. That is a massive gap between the two games. So I'm actually very happy that Altus is reviving this series. I'm sure a lot of the old-time fans wish that they probably would go back and maybe remaster or even remake some of the older games, but I do feel like Persona 3 is probably what was kind of like at, in the time of was like per, was like the Persona 5 back in 2006, you know? Please, please redo 2. I don't want to pay over $200 to play it. <laughs> Honestly, I am a little like salty with myself that I meant that I like scrounged a copy only to find out that they're remaking it, but like honestly, I'm kind of glad I, got, I have a copy of it anyway because as you said, Blaze, you know, it's gonna skyrocket to over $200 in a couple years, especially when this releases, then people are gonna be grabbing it for collector's editions and everything, or like, you know, as, as collectors, and they're gonna price gouge the hell out of it. And then there's the scalpers. Yeah, exactly. But it seems like with this, you know, they've overhauled a lot of like the, air, the interactions and the cutscenes of the game. You know, of course, because it is a, re a remake of the game, they are gonna have all of the characters, you know, Kenamata, Koromaro, AI, Eight, I guess, I think was how she was pronounced. It's been a hot minute since I played the game. They, you know, the dungeon crawling system, and I think something that I really liked with the game that they didn't do in the other ones was how they evoked their personas. I thought it was really cool, but also kind of like, hmm, concerning, because I think in Persona 4, they just like snapped a card or whatever. How did they do it in 5? How did they like evoke in their five, personas in 5? They literally rip off the mask that's attached to their okay. face. So like rips the skin off their face. Which is the one do where they shoot them themselves in the head that's where i was just getting at in three they literally shoot themselves in the head they have a gun and they just hold it to the temple esrb ratings be damned yeah like that's another like you know i just thought that was kind of cool because you know in um literally in the beginning of the game when you first get there one of the characters is like wigging out and she just whips a gun on you and you're like what the what happened she like Wait. just whips a gun out oh, and no. you're like Do you're like, like 10 minutes sometimes. into this game love it america ten, american yeah. experience yeah and by 10 minutes i mean you just watched a 10 minute cutscene. Like, really <laughs> pretty much like this is literally like after the beginning cutscene. you haven't even like controlled your character yet oh my god That's, you get held at gunpoint yeah like that is the only tragedy with these games is they are so long i haven't even beaten three yet because i just don't have the time <laughs> These games are so long. Oh, but I am still excited for this game. I am definitely probably going to pre-purchase it at some point, probably within the next couple months. And then I am probably going to sink too much time into this game when it releases because I have a problem. <laughs> Be like right behind you on that because I really want to play this game. Apparently, there is a special edition that you could get where you could pay, you know, about 120 to 200 hundred dollars where you get all these other little tidbits like you know like an art book some costumes the original soundtrack an armband because you know they're part of like a, a, a club for this or whatever and a figure so if you want to show that you paid for <laughs> yeah so if you're willing to you know sell some of your kidneys and you know your your limbs you can get a little anime weeb figure as well <laughs> it's worth it. hey gemini uh quick question hmm? for you um since you're doing 
since you're pretty excited for three, um, are you excited for the Persona Five uh, tactics that they announced? Considering I was, I kind of avoided Persona Five out of my grumpy old man status. I didn't even <laughs> know that was a thing. I'll be honest. When I heard about Persona Five, I was like, mm, back in my day with Persona Three, and it was so much. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Back in May, I really did. I pulled like uh, a hipster, like old man move of like, and yeah, 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 games better. The Persona 3 game was so much better than Persona 5, and I haven't even touched it. Why did we just shot each other in the head? Yeah, back in my day, we just shot each other in the head to fucking <laughs> bring our personas out. We didn't rip masks off. I thought Joker it. shot himself in the head as well to go to switch over. Yeah, I, that's a, that's what I thought because I was gonna say yeah. I. That's why She's I asked. One with a gun. He brought That's the what... gun into Smash Bros. They, they literally came packing heat. One of them has like a SMG. One of them has a shotgun. Uh, well, I was going to say, I, like I said, I don't know how it is with Persona 5, but I do know in 3, that is how they like summoned their persona. They called it an evoker and it was just like a nine millimeter looking pistol. I don't know. <laughs> so it could have been modeled after a deagle for all I fucking know. I'm gun retarded. Anyway. From what I remember now, to me, it looks more modeled over like a Beretta or Probably. some shit like that. I don't know guns. I may live in a form of like a yeehaw kind of area, but that don't mean shit. Yeah, you're anyway. A <laughs> oh, we're yahee. I'm sorry. We're yahee up in the north. <laughs> yahee. We're yahee over here in the north anyway. <laughs> Going from uh, Persona 3's new release, which I'm hopeful that it'll cascade into us getting more Persona games on the Xbox, but that's beside the point. Oh no, it is coming. It is actually releasing on all platforms. Oh, I did notice great. that. So yeah, it is releasing on all platforms. So yeah, for you on PlayStation and Xbox, you'll still be able to play. If it, Honestly, you probably could have been able to play it on PlayStation anyway because of the fact it started out as a PlayStation game, but it's going to be on all platforms. Gemini here, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW 90.9 FM. Going to another third game in a franchise, Subset, what's going on with Little Nightmares 3? They got an, it was made an announcement from a long way to game after two years after the first, this well, not first, second game, Low Nightmares 3 is being developed as we speak and is going to come out around 2024. And it's being made, as I just found out, even though it was showed right in the beginning of the trailer, but I'm stupid, it's being made by an interesting studio. But It's being made by the same people who made Until Dawn, you know, Quarry, all those choice-making games. And that is already sitting well in me because that's going to be a good experience and add it into the new the new prospect of going through this little nightmares universe you won't be alone because this is gonna be a co-op game which already fills me with joy because we need more co-op games is it gonna be online co-op or local co-op both wasn't the second one a co-op game to get away from no God was single player. how was it i thought it was co-op because yeah. there were like two little 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 duders running around I think they were, but it was a uh, single player. Oh, That's what a lot of people were okay. wishing when the second game came out, that it was two player. But seeing those answers were answered with this little installment, which is going to oh. be grand. Also, just like how recently I found out, just like how Calypso uh, Protocol came out, uh, Little Nightmares 3 is doing a promotion uh, and showing, well, posting on a podcast of audio diaries 
within the game's universe. You're Lord. following somebody and they're talking. I haven't dabbled into it yet because I recently found out at the middle of this recording. But yes, it's taking a, a note from Calypso Protocol before the games came out to get you invested into the world even more. So if you have a chance, take a look. And it's called, okay, yeah, the podcast is called The Sounds of Nightmares. And they're released, they have two episodes up as to the point of this recording that you can listen to and get a little bit more info on the little universe. But That's really cool. yeah, this little game is going to be a really interesting part, seeing that you can bring a friend along and travel and traverse this little chaotic world. And, and I wonder how, I'm just wondering if you're going to see, you know, Six and the tall man again, or uh, I forgot the kid's name when he was a kid, the one with the, the big V. But I'm wondering if we're ever going to see some familiar faces in this, or is it going to be a whole fresh new take? I think it'll be a mix of both. A little bit of uh, callbacks to old stuff. But the books? There was a whole other set of kids. This is not a Five Nights at Freddy's situation. Comics. Comics. They've got three comics. That's actually really cool. I wouldn't have known about that. And neither would you have, viewer. (laughs) Maureen, loving the designs they're doing. I'm loving the designs of these characters already. And I already know which character I want to be the most. The, the one with the wrench on her back. But yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that this kind of somewhat of an indie franchise is getting another game, you know? Like, more more content means that they can do more stuff. Hopefully hopefully we'll get more comics. And uh, I'm really excited that you told me that there's a comic book. But yeah, I'm glad that Little Nightmares 3 is uh, got itself some uh some leeway in its development you know i i'm really interested in it and i think you and i are gonna have a good time playing through it who said i want to play with you i've made the decision i'm going to get the game no so you're you not i'm playing play it with trin what i haven't played games with trin and now we're playing little nightmares 3 together bitch when we playing Baldur's gate together yeah well, bitch when i get a pc oh wait actually correction when it comes when it to comes console, out it is on console. console it is coming, oh yeah it is coming out on console i forgot it hasn't released on console yet yeah, it's coming out playstation first and then xbox all right fair Enough. And it did just get announced that it will be on Xbox before the end of this year. It was um, announced that it might I'm wait until like later next year, but it's going to be end of this year now. The only reason why Xbox is getting it last is they were still fix, trying to fix the issues of trying to put it on there, and the, only, the issue was split screen. Series you can't split screen. Do split screen. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they got rid of that feature for us, but that's fine. I, I don't want to play that in split screen anyway. Oh god, it looks. <laughs> I've seen screenshots of it. It looks so clunky and weird i haven't played it split screen but it looks it looks clunky but uh i am so excited to play that with you you keep your mitts off my <laughs> wizard though jesus gemini just just can you tone the gremlin can, down by like no her. you can have the wizard i just want carlac she's adorable but you can have her jesus christ i don't know who the i don't know who the love to keep as blunt as possible to that game you would probably go after carlac or shadow shadow heart you'd go after shadow heart never mind you'd go after shadow heart why Shadow I know Heart. you're just a medgy. Yeah, because she's an edgy bitch who's just like ah. Who is she? She's what? the she's the she's an edgy trickster cleric. Wait, is that what I is she black hair fair? Yes. Yep. Oh. She's the half so, elf. So that's who I've been f-ing seeing on my f-ing page about somebody being a bit of a, sarca- a sarcastic bitch. Yeah, she's like an edgy sarcastic. You know. I'm gonna be honest, seeing everybody, I don't really care. <laughs> I honest, I'm at this point, I don't really care that I'm in the room. Like they're not picking my interest, even the tall 
tall tiffling lady. You can have the frog woman. The frog woman. Okay. Brilliant. You can keep Lazelle. <laughs> okay. I feel like that's a diss, Gemini. Look, literally, she's just like, I want to lick the sweat off of you. And you're like, don't touch me. <laughs> I love how your mic peaked at that moment. Yeah, I did. <laughs> so, we'll figure it out when we go through you the game with, with you, Blaze, me, and Menace. Because Robbie isn't going to play that game because his attention span is that of worse of a goldfish. I mean, hey, uh, I've managed uh, to wrangle someone with severe ADHD into playing that game with me, so you know. I mean, Trin, you know how long it took me trying to help him go to the first castle You'd in Elden like, Ring? Uh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> we're not even it through. It's fine. <laughs> we haven't fair even gotten Godric yet. Oh my. Uh, Robbie! Robbie! You haven't gotten Godric yet? He went around. Yeah, he went around. He went around Godric's castle, went behind it, and got to the lake that way. I mean, yeah. that's one way to do it. You technically Podcast can is starting get to turn it. into the dis Robbie hour. Yeah, yeah right? that's fair. We should probably get back on, on track. But Blaze, I know that there's something that Xbox re- recently announced, and uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, wrap up this portion of the news? I hate you. I hate you so much in your segues. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Xbox decided to take their own little spin on what PlayStation has been doing with designable um side plate swappable side plates for their ps5s for custom design and xbox is doing something similar but also very different at the same time um where they're making these very durable engineer fabric wraps that will wrap around your xbox and fabric tech seal itself around it to give it its own um unique custom design with three versions of it being announced to start off um two of them being 44 coming out in on November 10th being a arctic blue camo and a mineral white camo design and a limited edition version they're going to be doing that's going to be coming out October 18th for $49.99 a starfield designed you can't do like custom images or anything though there hasn't been any announcements of them doing like custom images or anything or if, or if they're going to be doing any more types of wraps after this but this seems like just their segue to like start it off see how everyone likes it and if they want them to keep making it depending on how this first batch does but from how it looks i think it looks very sleek and i think it really also helps protect it giving this like thick fabric around it to uh, basically protect the system as well which is kind of a nice touch on top of it just looking nice instead of it just being so so it is actually a thicker fabric. It's not just like a plastic wrap. From the looks of it, it's like a plastic back to it. And then on the on the front of it, um, has, it has like a cover over of like a bubbled fabric around the plastic. That's good. Because the thing I was worried about when I first heard about this was just the way that the... Like, I, I was just worried about how, how easily the fabric could peel or get scratched up. You know, it, it looks like it's very durable and it won't just... It's not something that would just fall apart after a few weeks of having it on. It's something that will last on the system for a long time. That's good. I'm glad that they're kind of... Because I feel like this will give them a lot more freedom when it comes to the quantity of special editions that they can make now. Yeah, because in place was very smart having the swappable face plates because whenever they do a limited edition system like with the Spider-Man 2 system that's coming out all that is is a swappable side plates on it with the Spider-Man design on it and they're actually selling those side plates separately for people who already have PS5. 
So it's nice that Xbox is kind of doing their own version of that as well. So that way people who already have a Series X can still get a cool design for it without having to sell theirs and get another one that's a limited edition like the Halo one they did um, when it when Infinite released. I'm interested to hear from you guys what ideas you think would be cool to see that Xbox would do for these custom wraps for like either like just custom designs like the camo ones, for instance, or if like there's a theme board from a game coming out soon, you'd like to see a custom Series X design. Wrap. I, I want to see a Crash King. Bandicoot box wrap. I want Burger King, guys. But specifically, Dragonade. I want the green box. Dragon Age, of course. And obviously, I feel like a good one would be like a Gears shout out or Call of Duty shout out. Maybe a maybe an RC wrap, Bioshock, Big Daddy rap. Oh, I don't like the way that sounds. Damn, Robbie, you like them? Stop, Big Daddy rap, don't you? No, I don't like Big Daddy. I, re- I really liked the design of the Halo Infinite Xbox, so I think it'd be really cool if they did a wrap of that one. But right, Halo cool. Infinite has been out for a while, so I don't know if that one track record to God, Halo Infinite. Stuff. It had so much potential and it disappointed on so many levels until now. But yeah, going uh going head first. Games. What? It's just one of those half baked games. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they can turn it around. I mean, I think that pretty much wraps up everything that we're going to be talking about today. I want to implore everyone to go check out everything that we've been talking about, all the different stories, movies, games. But yeah, I want to implore everyone, or I want to implore everyone to go check out all the amazing podcasts that CJSW has to offer. It's been a wonderful time to hang out with all my lovely, lovely friends from Blaze. Anytime. To Gemini. Pleasure as always. To Menace. Oh yeah. (laughs) And to Subset. Heyo. Dominic. Anyways. Future Robbie. Wow. God damn it. Anyways, uh, have a great rest of your day, everybody, and we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW.